Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hi everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office Overtime. So this week in Overtime, we wanted to talk about what personal information clouds professional relationships, and um, I think there's quite a few, um, <laughs> and how personal information clouds a professional relationship is that if you have a lot of problems and you share them at work... Um, uh, people don't forget that stuff. <laughs> so they may, they could use it against you in mm, terms yeah. of promotions, um, giving you good projects. Mm-hmm. Um, they may feel sorry for you rather than respectful of you. Mm, mm. Yes. Yeah. And actually on the other side of that, that equation, if you are a manager or a boss or even a coworker who knows a great deal of personal information about someone, it can make it hard for you to do your yeah. job with that person. Yeah. Right. So someone's going through a tough divorce and you they're chronically late and you have trouble making them accountable for their work in the sense because you've got too, too you have too much information and you feel mean anytime you ask them mm-hmm. to essentially meet the requirements of their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've always said be friendly, not friends. Yeah. But friendships do form. Right. Right. That's much it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um and people do become friends at work, especially if they've been there for a while and you have things in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you live near each other, maybe you have kids together, maybe you like the same restaurants. You know, it, it does it can happen. But I think it's good to keep a cool distance and mm-hmm. not tell everything. Yeah. <laughs> not everything. Yeah. I've made that mistake. Bias is created too around yeah. the things people share the information that comes out Uh even if it's subconscious yeah yeah like what do you think well like the divorce yeah divorce i think illnesses also Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think people don't need to know um everything about your health or your spouse's health or your family's health um sexual orientation yeah Uh religion yeah money problems yeah yeah money problems a big one yeah. They yeah. don't need to know that because if something's missing, they may <laughs> You know, not that they're perfect, but right, personal right. information can be used against you. We once knew this woman who collected personal information so that she could use it against people. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, she really was this, one of the craziest. Well, we craziest. ended up featuring her in one of our books. I'm sure we did. A Calculating <laughs> Confidant is yeah. what we called it. Yeah. But we were in there and... Uh, we we had heard a lot of her backstabbing of people. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really, I mean, to get rid of this one woman, she had gotten such backstory on her. And I don't even think any of it was true. Right. Wow. I think it was kind of embellished. So so you want to watch for that kind of yeah. individual, the one who plays your unpaid counselor, yeah. wants to know all of the dirt, mm-hmm. which if you're in a vulnerable place could be very tempting to confide in that individual. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, just remember that you've got friends on the outside that know mm-hmm. you and care about you and don't work with you. And that's where your confidence, you know, your, your confidentiality 
should end. Um, even some people go to the boss and they come to me and they say, should I let my boss know all these things are happening in my life? Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it depends. If you, you were diagnosed with something and you need certain time off, that's different because yeah. that will affect your job. Mm-hmm. But there are, th- there are other things they don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are, are put in a situation to use it against you. Mm-hmm. What if you are on the other side, which is very, because we've had worked with people like that, the sort of caretaking boss who finds out all these things, you know, sort of sees themselves as a nurturer in the mm-hmm. workplace, finds out all these things about people mm-hmm. or befriends the staff and uh, then makes it hard to keep them to keep them accountable for their well, work. Well, that's a big, that's the booby trap of... Mm-hmm knowing everything about everybody and caring and being their social worker, unpaid social worker in the office is that then when you have to discipline them, how do you do that? Because you know, they're going to cry and they're going to use all of, you know, but you know, I have such a hard time sleeping, whatever it is. Yeah. You've put yourself in that position. So that's, if you're a manager and you were friends, friendly b- before, you might have to back off a bit Yeah. yeah. because you do have to hold people accountable and, um, it can be used as a manipulation, I think. Employees will tell you how complicated their lives are. We worked with a company where someone had a very, very complicated life, and she was really using it. Yes. Yeah. And we never knew if it was true or not. <laughs> Did we ever find out? No. No, we didn't. Because she kept, it was, she, you know, she needed a lot of FLMA time off, yes. uh-huh. family leave, and because she had a daughter that was very sick, but nobody had ever seen that daughter. Mm. Right. She got doctor's notes. Yeah. Right. We didn't know who they were from. So, uh, you know. Well, people milk it. That's right. There's it. that. But she ultimately, she had a manager who would not allow would not allow it and, yeah. you know, held yeah. her accountable. Yeah. Uh, and she had to leave. I know we've talked about her before because she was pretty extreme. But I've seen people manipulate the situation. And mm-hmm. I haven't been sleeping late. My husband, I'm fighting with my husband. You know, using their personal stuff or th- their sick children as a way to... Manipulate. Um, get them to take care of them. Right. Get to others take, to take care of them. Right. Yeah. So how do you hold people accountable then? Especially if you are the only one who knows personal information. You may not want another person in the room. Uh-huh. As ears and eyes. I mean, I think it's a so, personal conversation, which is, you know, I hear you're going through this trouble right now, but you can't make me look bad. Mm. So this is your job, and I do I need to hold you accountable because that's what my job is. Right. Well, and that's the other thing that we often talk about is to return to the job description, yeah. you know, return to the company policies. And ultimately, while you may, and you can say, I care deeply about your situation, but I have to hold you to mm-hmm. these standards. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. can't reach them, then that's right. another conversation. Right, right. But I think it's, it's going to be hard if you're one of those caring types. And we also know managers who know everyone's birthdays and you know, go to their staff's weddings and, you know, mm-hmm. they're very involved. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it difficult then to really draw the line. And I know, Kathy, you've worked with a number of managers who have to learn how to set boundaries because mm-hmm. they've been 
in a sense, too kind and too friendly. One of my earliest clients, when we first started this business, I remember I went, he was doing very well. Him and his wife had made a lot of money and they kept inviting the staff to their house and the staff was not making a lot of money, yet they were living like kings and queens. They never invited me because I told them they had to stop. So I never saw it. But apparently they would invite people to their homes. They would see this lavish lifestyle and then they would start demanding more money. Right. And so when I explained to them, this is way too friendly. No, you can take them to a restaurant, you know, but you can't bring them to your home. Right. Right. They don't need to know that much about you. Right. Um, And so that was a really interesting experience. Um, And we don't see it as much anymore with our clients, but we do see bad boundaries. Oh, yeah. Well, bosses who want their their staff to party with them, which is another boundary. Yeah. There are certain industries where, you know, you may have to party. So that's part (laughs) of the job. Um, I still think you should know when to leave. Yeah. Right. Well, yes, actually. And I was just thinking, and there are bosses who will ask employees to cover for them. I I know you had a situation like that, Kathy. I think many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where the secretary has to lie. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. They didn't put that in the job description, I'm sure. <laughs> so, again, that I think the point you made at the beginning, which is to just be careful, first of all, the onset of how deep you want to get, whether it's sharing information or knowing someone else's information, to keep it friendly, but not to... Yeah, you can even say, look, that's more than I need to know. I, You don't need to tell me that. And I'm always suspicious when people say things that are um, private or yeah. uh, about other people and they gossip. I'm always suspicious. Like, what was your point in doing that? Yeah. Because, right? Like, what did you want expect to get well, out of I feel of like me? they're showing me their bad boundaries. Well, right. right they are. Right. Yeah, so that's going to... And like a- therefore, if I share things with them... They will be shared, you know. That's right. right. Displayed. That's true. They will repeat what you say. Yeah. But I always wonder, you know, what, are they manipulating me? Like, what is it they want me to do with that information? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Um, I mean, people do tell you who they are early on. And um, if they come in, if you have a new employee that comes with a lot of personal problems, it's not going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) I think the term we had for that one was empty pit. That's an empty pit. (laughs) Yeah, they they never get better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you have to kind of know yourself as well. If you're Mm. um, vulnerable to either someone with a lot of problems or if you're vulnerable to want to be the friend or the confidant, Mm -hmm. right? That that's something you really have to be aware of in your work relationships and Mm -hmm. try not to get too entangled really with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know this is, some people are just squirming and turning this off and thinking, I don't like this advice, you know, I I want to have friends. I want to have friends in the workplace. And again, you can be friendly. You can go to the company parties, you know, you can, uh, participate and socialize, but just know what the boundaries are Yeah, to don't cross it. And you don't have to share everything. Well, and there may be individuals who you do build trust with over time and you have a friendship outside of work Mm -hmm. with them, Mm -hmm. but that should be something that sort of develops over a period of time. Mm -hmm. I think it should develop over a pretty long period of time. Because, you know, you'll see when you leave jobs, you really didn't have as many friends as you thought you did (laughs) because they kind of evaporate. So 
you know, just they're your work colleagues and you want to have a nice time, you want to laugh, but they don't need to know who you're voting for. They don't need to know everything mm-hmm. that, um, you know, unless you there you share the same points of view and it's and it feels safe, but just be careful. So that's really the ultimate message, right? Is to be careful about how much you share. Be careful about how much you learn about someone else. Be careful about how many private things you do. Or here's another work. thing: I've seen staff who get very close with one of these needy people, and then they defend them, uh-huh. and then they don't look good. Yeah. yeah, because this other person sort of manipulated them into taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So be careful of that. Right. I was going to say there are a few characters that we could refer to the um, working with you is killing me, the empty pit, mm-hmm. the chip, the mm-hmm. person has a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. which is the other person who comes in and always feels like they've, they've had a hard time and they don't get a fair shake. And if you take that person under your wing, you're going to be paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Usually it starts with I've had what bad luck they've had, you know, or unfair treatment. I feel like this was a really disappointing podcast. (laughs) This is not what people want to hear. Go to work, make friends. (laughs) No. Be friendly and find your way and build trust with people who deserve to have your trust, but don't get too chummy. Don't invite them home. I think definitely don't invite them home. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for this my crazy office overtime. And between now and the next time we talk to you, we hope that you have clarity in your personal and professional relationships. My crazy office is produced in New York City at Key Squared Studios. Stay crazy.